Brando, I finna slam dunk. Get big on you fake pumps. That bump in the fake pump. Bitch, fit for the pump fake. Got him talking like first take. Get it right on the first take. Hit the hole in the first. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. We got a returning guest. My dog, Shane, man. What's going on, bro? What's happening, man? It, it's been a minute, man. What's going on with the music? You still fucking with the music? I've been taking a break from the music, man, because I've just been working on other money routes. You feel me? So I've been, you know, exploring and, you know, just working and stuff like that and just grinding, trying to get my bread up and stacking. Oh, uh, you've been working on other business ventures, yeah, though? Yeah, so I've just been working on other business ventures, you know, just trying to focus on becoming a better man and setting up different opportunities and going, you know, other routes and stuff like that. So the music just been taking a little back seat right now. So, you know, I dropped my last tape in July. Thave two, man. Thave two, you know. I was you Bro, Thave two, I don't I don't think niggas really understand. <laughs> We're gonna talk about your other business ventures, but yeah. we gotta talk about Thave two for a second, bro. I don't think niggas really understand like what Thave really mean. Yeah. Explain it real quick. Everybody man. should already know what they Nah, mean, bro, because look, bro, nowadays everybody think they on some player shit. <laughs> what they calling it now? P? <laughs> yeah, everybody think they P, man. They these hoes are for everybody. Like, you'll never hear about me getting mad uh, mad at another nigga about what a female got going on. I'll never get mad at a female about what she want to do. Like, I keep that shit P for real, you know? Like, I ain't never going to ask no dude about nothing mm-hmm. that ain't concerning my my bread, you feel me? Like, I don't care about nothing of other stuff, bro. But, like, bro, you know that's what they be saying about you. Like, I told you this going to be the positive pod, yeah, but after sure. I say this, this it, bro. No, All right, man. man. It's two <laughs> things. It's two things niggas always be saying about you, bro. What they be saying? You sure you want to know or you want to skip to the positive nah, part? Say what All right, I got say. you. All right. So, one thing is they be like... Man, that nigga Shane Shane was a good kid, man. I don't know why he be running around here trying to act hard, man. But you ain't never came off as that to me, though. And then, what's the, what else they say? <laughs> you skipping that one? No, I'm going to answer both of them. Oh, okay. No, and I, the other I, I, one. We can go back to it. So, no, bro. I say this all the time, bro. Like, I ain't hard at all. Like I just don't go for shit. And I don't know why people be feeling like they could just do something. Mm-hmm. And I just gonna let that shit slide. You feel me? Now I'm, I gotta be, I gotta be what they call hard or whatever. Like, you just stop doing lame ass bitch ass shit, and then I don't gotta straighten that shit out. Like, I let some shit slide if it ain't about no money, ain't taking no money out of my pocket. If yeah. it ain't uh, putting my family at a safety risk or something like that, but like, I ain't going for no bullshit. Like. Shit, I ain't got no beef with no niggas. I don't be fucking with nah, niggas. Nah, but you know how it is. Those niggas got them be like, oh, that nigga had two parents. Yeah, what that mean? <laughs> shit, my parents. Yeah, that's what I'm and, saying, and, though. Yeah, I'm going to keep that shit 100. My parents raised me not to go for shit. Like, if a motherfucker just don't take no bullshit because a motherfucker going to try to walk all over you. Like, you ain't never heard about nobody doing nothing, no nothing to me. You feel me? Because I don't let nobody do shit to me. You feel mm-hmm. me? I don't let nobody got them walk over me. I don't let nobody shit. If a motherfucker owe me money, I'm gonna go straighten that shit out. I'm gonna go get it. I mean, sometimes I'll just let that shit slide. But at the end of the day, like, if you're gonna put yourself in a position to do bad business or you're gonna be on some lame ass fuck shit, then what you expect me to do? 
You feel me? Like, I'm not just going to be like, all right, whatever, man. Nah, just, I feel you on that. See, I go through that shit, too, because I stayed in Columbia County for four years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now it's, oh, you a Columbia County nigga, and you this, and I'm like, bro, I ain't never said I was none yeah. of that shit. This, this shit don't mean nothing, and, and I don't be trying to, you know, I don't be doing, I got a job, I got a nine to five, you feel me? I I got my own business, you know. Yeah, we're going to get into um, that. Because um, that's why that's why we're doing the podcast to talk about that. But the last one, they be like, you be beefing over girls. Never did that. Yet. And they be making it seem like you started it, bro. I don't give a fuck about what no female got going on. I don't care if she mine or not. You feel me? Like, if she, if she want to you know, do what she want to do, like I, I told you this last time. You feel me? Like, I'm not going to. I'm I not, feel you, bro. I don't care, bro. Like that shit not affecting my pocket. That shit ain't affecting my money. Like I'm on a different level mentally. You feel me? Like if if a if a if a chick that I'm fucking with gonna fuck with another nigga, I'm already knowing she that type of chick from the beginning. Like I don't I don't care. If, like I don't care, bro. Like I'll never <laughs> beef with another nigga about a chick. I don't give. A fuck Do you bring shit. it up to her though when you find out about it? I mean, I bring it up. We might have a conversation if she, because if I'm dealing with a chick and she going to, you know, be asking me this, 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 that, you know, what about it? Why are you messing with, like, come on, man. Like, don't be questioning me about nothing. And you out here doing your thing, I'm out here doing my thing. Like, mm-hmm. if, we ain't, if we can't have that understanding, then. But no, nah, man, I just been, I ain't been, you know, I just been focusing on myself, bro. Like, I'm chilling, man. I ain't, I ain't got time to be looking over my shoulder trying to figure out why this person mad or this person think I don't like them or whatever. Like, I don't got no problem with nobody. Like, everybody gonna do what they do to make themselves happy, and that's all that they owe themselves. You feel me? Don't nobody owe me nothing. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that nigga Shane ain't never getting married. That's what I just heard. <laughs> uh, I might get married one day, but that's just not what I'm focused on right now. Like, I feel you. So. We got the negative shit out of the way. I promise the rest of the pie gonna be positive, bro. <laughs> what um what's the business you've been uh working on and have going on? So like for like the last six, seven years, you know, I just really been working nine to five for other people punching other people clock. You feel me? Like uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, all the opportunities that I had and I took advantage of every opportunity that I had. So um, this past year, I was just able to start my own company and work for myself and make a lot more money than I ever, you know, I was making working a nine to five, you know, and not having to work, not having to worry about, you know, if I could take off or if I can, you know, get some time to myself, you know, like it's, it's, it, I made life a lot easier for me. You feel me? It's mm-hmm. a lot harder work, but life is a lot easier for me now. You know, I got more time. To, I got more time to just you know relax and and focus on my craft and focus on becoming a better person and, and and better on my on my job title and trying to you know move up as far as becoming a better leader. You feel me? And then eventually I'm gonna be able to have employees and stuff like that. So I'll be able to put them in positions. You know, I might have some people that's interested in doing. Uh, IT or some other technical fields, you feel me? And I'm going to be able to provide, like, classes and stuff like that so they can get certifications. And I'm going to be able to provide, like, job opportunities and 
they'll be able to travel the world and see different cities and, you know, maybe possibly move to a different city. You, you feel mm-hmm. me? Just getting out of Augusta and starting new and starting over. And I'm going to start providing that probably in the next couple of years. I'm going to start being able to provide that for, like, people from my city and stuff like that. So, um, I ain't going to go into detail about, you know, all of it, everything that I do, but... I pretty much just set up contracts with these big companies and do them for like a certain period of time. And I might have to go to Cali for two weeks or I might have to go to North Carolina for six weeks or I might have to go to Texas for a couple of weeks or something like that. So like mm-hmm. in the contract, you know, I make sure that it's some stipulations in the contract where pretty much everything has to be taken care of on their part. You feel me? So... You living comfortably, you feel me? It's a comfortable lifestyle. Um, you buy yourself a lot, but you know, you you're not going to no rinky dink places. We're going to these large cities where you can go out and like treat it somewhat like a vacation. You feel me? While you're working, so I mean, it's I, IT work though, right? Yeah, it's IT work for okay. sure. It's like tech work, and it's all types of different IT work. Uh, IT jobs that I'm gonna be able to provide as far as like technical support, um, remote jobs from home where you're just doing help desk support. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be uh, pretty much building the whole infrastructure for these uh, for these new companies. It might be remodeling the IT backbone structure or something like that. Or it could be, um, you know, hardware repairs. It could be, you know, it's a whole bunch of different stuff. Like, IT is a very broad range, like... Um, I'm going to have uh, app developers. I'm going to have software developers. I'm going to have um, engineers, all type of stuff, you know, types of positions like that. So, you know, that's pretty much what I've been working on, just trying to create, like, a Fortune 500 tech company. Like, I feel that. What's um some difficulties you face from uh, converting over from working nine to five to not being a business owner? Um, it's a lot, it's a lot more time away from my family, you know, but, um, other than that, that's pretty much it. You know, it's like this part of starting my business, I'm away from home a lot. You feel me? So I try my best to make sure every weekend I come home so I can spend time with my son, you know, uh, see my parents, you know, just catch them up on what I've been having going on, you know, uh, making sure that, uh, just making sure, you know, I keep my family close to me and and let them know that I still, I'm still doing this for y'all. You feel me? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't care about everything else that's going on. No, I'm not trying to come and see, you know, this chick, you know, when I come home or, you know, usually when I come home, you know, I got to take care of business, that I missed out on throughout the week, uh, you know, try to do something with my son, you know, take him out to the park or take him, you know, you know, just hang out, spend some quality time with my son, you know, and, um, you know, just, you know, kick it with my family. Like, my family still, we, we always get up and go to my mother's house on the weekends and we eat dinner together and we just, you know, talk about the week. You know, I'm very family-oriented, you feel me? That's why, you know... I just try to make sure I keep them involved with everything that I do. You feel me? And provide opportunities for them as well. Bro, what got you into the IT field? Um, <laughs> uh, initially, 
coming out of high school, I went straight to college to play football for Valley State. No, I was more focused on playing football than I was on, you know, doing the school shit. Like, school wasn't for me. I was like, nah, man, like, I can't get out at 8 o'clock in the morning. You was trying to go to the NFL? Like, you was for real with the football shit? I mean, I feel like everybody who play, like, get to that next level, you know, got NFL dreams. But, like, as soon as I got to college, it was like, damn, like, I was really playing with people who went to the NFL. You feel me? And I was like... Damn, that's this is what it take. I seen I them. seen Ray on Instagram. He said uh, you shot them. He ain't know oh, you was yeah. that good in football. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent, you know. Like I was. What you a, play receiver? Yeah, okay. I was just like naturally talented, like because my my pops played college football, and I was born when my pops was playing college football. So you know, I, used, I was going to all the home games. I was going to practices and stuff like that when I was like fucking two, three years old and shit like that. So, so it was like. I always wanted to play football, but I didn't play at a young age. I played basketball at a young age because my mom was overprotective and she was like, she felt like I was too small to play football and <laughs> shit like that. So yeah. it was like, fuck it. At I least your mama cared. Mine's didn't care. I was, 90, <laughs> I was 90 pounds. You had to be 95. Yeah. And she had to sign a waiver. She didn't give a damn. She was like, okay. Yeah, like. <laughs> My my moms ain't go for it like at an early age, so like I really ain't start playing football until I got to high school. For you know, I was really just playing basketball until. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, when I got to high school, tenth grade, actually, when I started playing football for real, and like I quickly became one of the best dudes on the team. You know, it it still ain't come in my head like I'm gonna go to college and play football or something like that. You mm-hmm. feel me? That wasn't that wasn't the plan. You feel me? I was really trying to go for basketball more than I was for football for real. But um yeah, shit. I started I quickly became like one of the best players on the team, you know, um sophomore year and then junior year. Um I just started getting better, started hitting the weight room, you know, started doing training off, you know, out of, outside of school, you know, so just hanging with a, another group of athletes because that's when I, like, kind of transitioned from hanging with, like, the people from my neighborhood. And then I started hanging like, out with athletes, you feel me? Like, yeah, you was a college kid, now. Yeah, but I'm, this is, like, when I was in high school, though. Oh, okay, okay, before yeah, this college. Is, yeah, this is before college. <laughs> that's, like, how, I, how I, like, I started taking sports seriously. Mm-hmm. And ended up, you know, going to college for that shit. But um, I had quickly, you know, after I graduated high school, went to college, you know, I quickly realized that college really wasn't for me. You feel me? So I was really doing it f- just to play football. And that really wasn't working. I, 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 re- I realized that if I ain't, you know, studying, if I ain't do my studies and if I ain't go to these classes on time and if I ain't do this, then I wasn't going to be able to play football. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I was like, fuck it. Like, I just, like, shit, I can't. It is what it is. So um, I ended up joining the military. You feel me? I joined the military and I was um, an IT specialist in the Army. I was able to pretty much pick whatever job I wanted to do. Um, Fort Ward in Georgia, they like the cybersecurity base for the military. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, like, signal base. Yeah, the signal base for sure. So, um, I knew that if I did IT, you know, I would have that would that would be something that I'd be able to take with me after the army, and I'd be able to, um, you know, pretty much live off of that if I had to for the rest of my life. You feel me? Just how long you in the army? I did the minimum, bro. I, was, I had got 
chapter that I ain't gonna say how long I was in, but I had chapter that you feel me thugging. But before, what happened? What you uh what you got chapped it off for? Just a whole bunch of shit, pattern of misconduct. I was fighting. Oh, okay. Um I was as long you know, as it ain't no drug test, you good. No, no, I ain't never pissed hot or nothing like that. Um Yeah. But nah, so it was, you know, I ain't get a dishonorable discharge. I ended up a general. getting a general discharge, so that shit really ain't fucked me up. Like, I had certifications when I was in. I went and got some certs while I was, you know, in the military. You got your security clearance, too? Uh, Yeah, I, I had a secret security clearance, and I kept it. But it expired. I don't got that shit no more, but it expired. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I had pretty much, you know, Tried to do whatever I could to set myself up to be able to do something after I got out the army. So as mm-hmm. soon as I got out, I started working for this computer company, and then um, uh, I started back. Folk, I started back doing the music and shit. That's when I met JD. Like when I met JD, that's when I started like going back hard doing the music. Was this after JD got out of school? Yep, this is after JD got out of school. Yeah, yep. So like. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, JD he was staying with me for a little bit because he had he 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 had a crib already, but it was just like paperwork and that had to finish being done and shit like that. So yeah, JD he stayed with me. Um, you know, not not for a long time, but you know he kicked it with me and, and you know I ain't want nothing from JD except for to be able to record. So mm-hmm. and I was like, shit, you can stay here, Richard, let me record. And like, shit, boom. So boom. JD was like your personal engineer. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> we got down. He he had I let him set up his, you know, set up in in the living room. And I also let him like record other people too, you feel me? Like mm-hmm. so he could just so he could stack his bread up and, you know, do what he had to do. You know, do handle his business. So that's my brother though, man. Me and JD, like JD pretty is like the first person who like was like, bruh. You need to take start taking this shit serious, bro. Like you, you, you got something going. You feel me? So, like he did the whole first day f- tape. He recorded that, and like some of the songs on that tape were like the first song that me and JD did. You feel me? Like I feel like I came so much further from the first tape, but bro, me and Quad be laughing. Uh. At JD, cause JD weird as hell. <laughs> That's bro. my dog, man. Like, yeah, bro, we be in the he studio, different. bro. <laughs> bro, this nigga will be recording quiet and playing the video game at the oh, same yeah, time, yeah, bro. Yeah. We be like, bro, that shit be pissing me off, bro. <laughs> it be no pissing cap. quiet off. Too. I be like JD, man. When you when we record, man, we got to focus, man. You got to tap in, bro. He can't, bro, bro. That's why I had asked him one day. I was like, bro, like. Cause Quiet was like, bro, you ain't never went to the doctor and find out what's wrong with you. And nah, that nigga was like, bro, you want to record or not? I don't think nothing wrong with him. I just think. Nah, he like, bro, he can't. <laughs> he just can't sit down and do one thing. Like he gotta constantly be moving. I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Nah, well, but when, I, I, when y'all trying to record, I guess the, it is. The thing is, man. The thing is, man. You gotta. Uh, you gotta. You can't bring too many people in the studio with JD. You feel me? Like yeah, you too much be, of a distraction. Yeah, you got to like. I might have my little brother with me or something like that. Or one of my partners might be in there with me, and it just be me and JD. And I tell him like, JD, let's lock in. Let's let's go ahead and knock knock as many as we can out tonight. You feel me? Like, and then like 
you know, you know, I roll up some gas, you know, smoke some weed with him, and got uh, he just be chilling. You feel me? He might be on his phone and shit like that. He don't even yeah. smoke no more now. He don't smoke no more. Mm-hmm. That's a, I'll tell you like how long I done recorded. You feel me? It's been yeah. a minute since I recorded a song for real. What's your recording process? Do you have to smoke when you record? Um, I don't know if I had to. I do though. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I had to. But I always smoke, you feel me? So it's like, like, I don't, like when I'll be working and shit like that, I don't smoke before I work. I don't smoke like no lunch break. You know, I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't like that. You feel me? I ain't like, damn, I got to smoke. I got to smoke. Like, yeah, you'll wait till you get off. Yeah, I just wait till the end of the day and I smoke. But like, like after that, I'm smoking. You feel me? Like I'm just, <laughs> yeah. like smoke all day. You feel me? Like, and then, you know, Go to sleep, wake up, go to work, and then I might smoke all day after after I get off work. It's like a pretty much everyday thing. So yeah, I'm probably gonna smoke. Definitely gonna smoke. For what kind of smoker are you though? Are you like a smoker that that can be productive, or when you smoke oh, yeah, is downtime? Sure. For sure. Like I never really got downtime. You feel me? So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I never really got downtime, so like, yeah, it's always like, every time I smoke, it's always like just to, so I can focus, so I can lock in for for real, and like, it, it, it helps me tap into my creativity too, like, I might be on the road, like, when I when I drive from Atlanta to Augusta, or I might drive to Charlotte or something like that, like, when I got a little road trip, mm-hmm. you feel me, like, a lot of times, if I'm by myself, like I won't, it won't be no music. I'll just be in the be in the car thinking the whole time, or I'll just play some instrumentals and I can literally write write some songs and shit. Like while I be on the road, like that's pretty much what I like to do when I'm driving by myself. Either dead silence or or got um, writing music. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I that's when I really be writing most of my songs when I be in the car, like driving. <laughs> Bro, back to the IT thing though. Um, yeah. If somebody wanted to get into IT how you did, how do they go about it? Do they need to go get a degree or do they need to get certs or how do they get into what you did? You said your first job was at a computer store, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so how would they go about that? Uh, were you doing help desk at a computer store? I was actually I was actually doing like hardware repairs and I was doing like IT management. It was a computer shop, but they did they had IT contracts as well. So I was one of the, you know, one of the contract workers that was, you know, managing these contracts that this computer shop had. It was, it actually wasn't a computer shop. It actually was more of an IT company than it was a computer shop. But Mm -hmm. I didn't know that when I applied for, you know, when I applied, when I walked in there with my uh, resume, I didn't know that. I was working at Lowe's, unloading. um, It's probably like my second, third week working at Lowe's. I was dropping off, um, I was a... I was working in delivery. So I was dropping off these heavy ass fucking refrigerators and these fucking heavy ass oh, I know how and that dryers shit is. and shit. And Which lows you worked at? I worked at the one um I I think out here in out there in Evans. It used it used to be a PDQ out there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That load's yeah, still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I worked at that Lowe's right there. And yeah, I was um I was working in delivery and like my second week, like I'm going to, I'm going to bed, like my back cramping up. You feel me? Like, I'm like, 
damn, bro, I'm working hard for this little ass chick. You feel me? Like, and then they called me while I was on the delivery truck one day, and I had forgot that I dropped my resume off in that motherfucker. You feel me? So I ain't even really know who I was talking to for real. Mm-hmm. So they were like, man, yeah, we looked at your, your resume. We see you got military background. We looking for someone like that. You know, it's a black-owned company, too, you feel me? Pretty much, man, shit. <clears throat> what I had did was, when I got out the military, you know, I had started working for that that IT, that computer shop, a little IT company that I was working for, and... I used the money that I was that I was making working for them and finished school. Mm-hmm. So I only had like a year and a half, two years left to finish whatever. So um, I had ended up just paying out of pocket to go to school and uh, ended up getting my degree in information technology. And it didn't take me that long because I already had some college credits and stuff like that. So what made you go back to school though? After you said you ain't like it the first time. Um, I think I was a little bit more disciplined after the military. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I was I was able to manage my time better. I was a little bit better at managing my money. Um, and I was thinking about I was thinking long term at that point too. You know, I was like, man, I'm trying to go ahead and let me go ahead and find something that I can always fall back on, and let me go ahead and build that up first before I start trying to build up everything else. You feel mm-hmm. me? Let me let me pretty much it was it was like let me set up my plan B before I start working on my plan A. You feel me? So that's what I was doing at that point. I was like, man shit, let me get them let me chill. Stop worrying about having fun and just, you know, play I mean, uh work hard right now. You feel me? And I could play hard later. So that's pretty much what I did. You know, I tied myself down financially and just, like, all my money going to finishing school. So ended up finishing school, and immediately after I finished, I had, like, maybe a couple months after I got my degree um, with the connections that I had with that other job, mm-hmm. the job that I was currently working, um, a company reached out to me and was like, hey, man, we heard you got your degree, man. We want you to come work for us, you know? And, you know, the pay was a little bit better. And the main the main reason why I took the job and, you know, I immediately accepted was because I was having my first child at that time, you feel me? So I wanted something that was going to give me benefits. I wanted a job where I can get benefits and stuff like that because I wasn't getting that from just working at that computer shop. So, mm-hmm. So um, I ended up getting that, working for that company, like getting a, a job with that company like a week before my um, son was, not nah, not a week, like a month before my son was born. So, uh, you know, as soon as he was born, he was already, you know, had all, the, all these good benefits and stuff like that. You know, he was just pretty much covered. And that was my main priority at that point, it was like, Making sure my son good, making sure my family straight, making sure you know we got a roof over our head, making sure we living comfortably, making sure everything every everything that everybody wants they get it. You mm-hmm. feel me? I was done with college and <clears throat> I I soon began to realize like the money that I was making 
this ain't enough. You feel me? Like, I need to do more. So, you know, I started, like, doing, like, little side hustles. Bro, I seen I seen this. Um, I wasn't trying to cut y'all neither, but uh, I seen I seen this tweet on Twitter, and it was like you don't you don't realize six figures not enough until you have six figures, and that's true. That's true. Like it, and it, and I seen that shit too. But it's it's really all about how how you spend your how money, you spend your money, and manage like, it. Some some people fifty thousand dollars is more than enough money. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. it just what type of mean. What type of mean means you living in under and living in and who you trying to be like and who you living for like you ain't got to live outside your means it, like sixty thousand dollars if you if you know how to take care of your money you know how to spend right sixty thousand dollars could take you a long way like mm-hmm. all you need is all you really need is ten twenty and you could got you could figure something out for real you can make a come up off of that for real so like it's just all how you live in your lifestyle and how comfortable you trying to be? Like mm-hmm. some people, some people get a hundred thousand and still broke as hell just because soon as they get their bread, it's gone. They spend it on dumb stuff. Some people make fifty thousand and end off the year with, you feel me, eighty thousand because they knew what to do with that extra money that they was getting and investing and you know putting it up and you know. Doing other business ventures with that money that they was making, you feel me? So that's that's the bracket that I was trying to be in. I was trying to use my job to put me in a higher bracket. I was trying to use my job to create more opportunities for me financially. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what I was doing with that with that job. Um, <clears throat> and um, I ended up leaving that job maybe after three years, and then. Because I had pretty much had my plan for building my own company at that point. So, you know, within those three years, like that job that I was working, uh, they they would they provided me an opportunity to go to school and take some classes and get like certifications and stuff like that for IT. So I was able to get my Security Plus certification. I was able to get my Network Plus certification. I was able to get my um, A Plus certification. Um, I'm working on my CCNA search right now, so it's like a whole bunch of different certs that you can get that are that are needed to go further up in the IT ranks and stuff like that. Like the more certifications you have, the the more sought out you're gonna be, pretty much. So, <clears throat> so even though I'm trying to get to the point where I'm not working no more, where I could just have employees go here, you go to New York for a couple weeks, here you go to LA for a couple of weeks, you go to Houston for a couple of weeks, you go to DC for a couple of weeks, you know, before I'm able to put other people in a position to do that, I want to make sure that I'm more than capable of doing it myself. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. I feel you on that because a lot of people mess up with that. They try to like start trucking business and hire a whole bunch of drivers before they even know the business. Right. So like that gives you the opportunity like to see what could fail, what could go wrong. Uh, what's a what's a light week for you? What's a heavy week for you? What's a light day for you? What's a heavy day for you? So you'll understand, like you'll have a better perspective of your employ your employees. You have you'll be able to like put yourself in their shoes and be able to help them do their job better. You feel me? So mm-hmm. like that's pretty much what position I'm at right now. You know, I'm just trying to figure out what 
when I do start hiring employees, like what what are they gonna go through on a week to week basis? What are they gonna have to look forward to? What are the pros and the cons of the situation? You feel me? And I'm gonna try to make it easier for them. So, to, you know, cause doing that, doing this type of work, you know, it could get boring. It can get you know stressful. It can get tiring. Like it's a, it's a, it's like. It's a roller coaster of things that can happen on a day to day basis. So, and you're a very important aspect of these people's company. Like, mm-hmm. if your job is not getting done correctly, then pretty much like the whole company is at risk. You feel me? So, you just gotta, um, you know, you you being put in a tough position. You gotta learn fast. You gotta be quick on your feet. You gotta respond fast. Like, I mean. But it's cool, man. Sometimes it's it's exciting. Sometimes it's boring. But you know, I just chill. What's the boring part? The boring part is the boring part is like not having nothing to do. Yeah, you feel me? Like I might have a day where I'm um, just chilling, <laughs> just sitting in my just sitting in the office, just chilling, like. Oh, that's not that bad. You make it sound like uh, you ever worked at a fast food spot before? Uh-uh. All right, at a fast food spot, <clears throat> when ain't no no customers, they tell you you got to do something, and that's typically pretending like you're wiping down a counter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you make it sound like. I mean, nah, it's like I I try to make sure you know my face is seen like around the site and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. they know that I'm there and I'm. You know, working and stuff like that. You know, I'm not trying to get over on any type of company or nothing like that. You feel me? I want to make sure that they're getting the work that they're paying for because they're paying me very handsomely. You feel me? So it's like I want to make sure that, you know, these people don't feel like their money going to waste. You know, they getting, I, I try to make it seem like they're getting more than what they're paying for. You feel me? So, like, what gave you this idea to start this company, though? Just seeing how much. So when I was working for the black owned company, like I was just seeing how how in how much the owner had to work. You mm-hmm. had to work one day a week. You feel me? Like he was he he was a season ticket holder for he he lived up in Charlotte. He was a season ticket holder for the Charlotte Hornets. He, you know, had he went to all these, you know, fancy places for you know vacation and stuff like that when it was always out the country you know you know and I you know I didn't want to live that exact lifestyle that he lived but it was like similar it was like hey man like he he really you know is living the life that everybody want to live you know just by building a couple of IT companies and Letting other people manage it, and he just come and check on us once a week. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But he was still heavily involved, you know. But he didn't have to be there to be heavily involved. You feel me? So it was like, shit, man. And he sat down with me one day. And he was like, man, what, what are you trying to get out of this? What do you, what, what do you want to do? And I, was, and I told him, I said, man, you know, honestly, I want to do what you do. You feel me? I want to be the owner of a company one day, and I want to. Uh, pretty much, you know, be able to afford the lifestyle, you know, that the type of lifestyle that you live in. He was like, man, when I first started this company, it took me three years to start making money. 
You feel me? Like, I ain't making A lot money. of people don't realize that a lot of businesses take uh, three to five yeah. years to, so, to turn over a profit. So, like, really, like, I was, I was, like, starting my business about three years ago. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing official. It was just, like, it was, like, a side business type deal. But it was paying, like, a regular job, too. You feel me? So... Like, this is about, like, the fourth year that I've been working on my business now. You feel me? So, like, I understand what he was saying when he to- was telling me that. I ain't understand what he was saying at first, but, like, when it- when I started doing this shit, then I quickly understood what he was saying and what he meant by that. But, um... Yeah, so... I'm doing it. I'm doing the business a little differently than from you know what he told me he did. You feel me? But the times are different when he started his business. He started mm-hmm. his business like in the nineties, eighties. Yeah, so technology like was a little different. So, yeah, it was a lot yeah. different. It was a, it was a lot harder to get your company nationwide as, than it is today. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. his company was more local. You feel me? He served pretty much the CSRA area. You feel me? And, you know, I was thinking, like, I'm trying to get, you know, countrywide or nationwide Nationwide. or even maybe international. You feel me? I may have contracts wide in UK or in India or Africa and stuff like that. You know, who who knows? Like, with this, with the type of mindset that I have, it's like, it's no limit to what I can do with pretty much anything. Because technology can go as far as you want it to. And and it's going to expand and grow every day. We're going to be depending on... We're going to be depending on technology for the rest of our lives. Like, you feel me? That's one of the things... That's one of the reasons why I got into that shit because I was like, man, that shit not going nowhere. You feel me? Yeah. A lot of shit... A lot of shit nowadays is temporary. We might be fucking with it for a certain period of time and then it just fades off. You feel me? But like technology is going, we're going to be more dependent on technology every year. It's going to be something that's coming, that's going to come out that's going, that we're going to become dependent on. You feel me? Like, you've been dabbing into the metaverse? Uh, I got a, I got a VR headset, man. So, you ain't buying a real estate? Nah, not yet, man. I've been actually going and, uh, learn trying to learn how to build build a world and build build all that shit. So like, you seen Snoop Dogs? Nah, I you gotta I, see I it. Seen that it shit on, crazy. I seen it online. I ain't never seen it like in the metaverse, but you know I seen it like a post about it. Like he be selling land on his world. Yo, he going crazy with it. But everybody going crazy in the metaverse and um all the other VR places about about the uh the basketball games where you can watch the oh, basketball yeah, yeah, game yeah. live. And, yeah. They I, going stupid about that. I watched the um I watched the uh I think it was the Nets versus the Warriors or something like that on VR. Mm-hmm. Or some shit. That shit pretty cool, man. Like I w I wouldn't like I wouldn't watch no whole game on like that though. Why you say that? It ain't that serious. <laughs> you can just go to the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just pull up to the game and then just, instead of just watching this shit on VR, like, this shit, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I don't want to get too out of touch with the real world. You feel me? Like, I think that's what. 
You think that's where we heading though? I think that's where we headed. We definitely headed there, and a, and a lot of people are gonna get addicted to VR and and the metaverse. It's gonna be an addiction, and people yeah, they gonna, having sex on that and everything. Yeah, and people not gonna be able to uh, people not gonna be able to cope with reality. That's already what social media is doing to us right now. Like everybody feel like they got to be a superstar or Instagram. Model. I hate that, shit. bro. Yeah. I talked about that on my last podcast. I said, what's wrong with with and what happened to the normal man, yeah, the man that got, it, and it ain't just the normal man; it's a normal person because women like that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, women. Every woman want to be a, with a little baby. Every woman want to be with it. Bro, I just told my homeboy that I was working at the club last night and I seen this girl and I ain't gonna lie, she was fine as hell and thick as hell. She was a bottle girl, mm-hmm. and um. I seen three niggas come up and try to holler at her. And all these niggas look like, you know, just regular niggas. Probably mm-hmm. got a little regular job. Probably one probably an engineer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One probably work at Bridgestone. Some know. regular niggas. Yeah. She shut all them niggas down. It's a little nigga. I ain't going to say his name. It's a little nigga that <laughs> rap out of South Carolina. That nigga walked up on her. He had the VVSs around his <laughs> neck. That nigga had the goddamn Balenciaga shoes. Mm-hmm. Bro, she gave that number up so quick, bro. I was like, boy. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, a lot of people don't understand what come with the lifestyle that they think they see on they they see online or they see on social media. Like you don't realize what what come with that. You feel me? Like, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people got that mindset. Oh, it couldn't be me. You feel me? Like that couldn't be me. Or mm-hmm. you feel me? Like it could be anybody. You feel me? For, For sure. Like, but. I don't know, man. Like it's just like so pe- people just so caught up in what they see and trying to impress others and have that social pressure. You feel me? You put they be putting that social pressure on themselves. You feel me? A lot of people trying to live other people's lives too. Yeah, like just live your own life. Like what work for you is not gonna work for nobody. It's not gonna work for them. It may not work for them, or what work for you might not work for me. But just live your own life. Like you ain't gotta impress it. Like that, that's that's a phase that I'm coming out of too. You feel me? Like I ain't got to impress people or give a fuck about what people say or what people think. You feel me? Or you ever got caught into that type of stuff though? Like going out to the club and popping bottles for people who don't give yeah, a fuck about you? For sure. Like like I just said, I just I just now getting up out of that. Like at the end of the day. When you go through shit, like, you realize who there for you and who ain't. You feel me? So, like. Bro, how much y'all be spending in the club on them bottles, bro? Because I done seen you on Instagram with a lot of niggas that go out all the time. Like, uh, my dog Gas got mayo. That nigga yeah. be going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that gonna What's the most you ever spent in the club, though? Uh, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know, bro. I done spent. I done spent about. I don't know, bro. Like. I don't even want to say it because like it sounds dumb. Just say it because it's old. You said you you said you out of it now. I ain't gonna say it because it sounds dumb, but like on bottles, I done spent about two thousand twenty three hundred on bottles before. Like, dumb. You feel me? That's just bottle. Like, if you go to the club in the A, like section's gonna be like two thousand, three thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, and. And that be for like ten people. So then you got to pay if you got twenty people with you, then you got to pay extra. You know, that shit might come with like five bottles or something. And it might be like forty dollars a person. Yeah. So, I mean, 
don't know, bro. I done been to the club so so many times and did the same thing over and over again and, you know, got the same results over and over again. You feel me? It's like, sometimes you just, sometimes people just okay with where they at in life and mm-hmm. okay with doing the same thing over and over and over again. And then it's like, people like me just like, man, all right, man, it's time for the change. Like, it's time to, like, you done did this shit already. Like, you've been doing this shit for a long time. You've been having fun for a long time. You've been doing shit that these rappers rapping about that they, they really ain't doing for real. Like, you've been doing that shit for a long ass time. Like, it's time to level up. Yeah. You know, I started surrounding myself with people that had a different type of mindset than what I had. You feel me? So, it was like, People that got way more money than me, you feel me? And then, but I might buy something, I might make a purchase or something. They be like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, what are you doing that for? You feel <laughs> me? Why you bought? Why did you buy that? Yeah." And then I'm like, "What? I don't know, bro. You feel me? I, I feel that one. I'm like, no, man, you should have. You could have did this, this, and you could have used that to." You you feel me? And I'm that's like, how, bro. That's how I be feeling when y'all be buying them designer shoes. Yeah, and then, and then I don't like, see how y'all do it, bro. I be rocking Reeboks. <laughs> like yeah. what them is you got on Alexander McQueen's? Yeah, man, got some McQueen. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't you know, do I, it. I, I I'm telling you, Shane, I can't I, do I it. Dog. You know, I could. You know, it's all right though, man. You know, once once could have got me a little old school Monte Carlo or something for that jet. Yeah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. But but for real though, like like I used to sit down and be like, damn, I didn't spend this much money in February. I didn't spend this much money in January. Damn, I could have paid this off. Mm-hmm. I could have uh, bought Invested this. this into you feel the me? Company. I could have did this for my mama. I could. You feel me? Like it's just you like, fuck with stocks and uh, crypto. Yeah, I be fucking with the crypto. Could have brought some crypto instead yeah, of uh, uh, Alexander McQueen. Yeah, I could have bought some. Spent that. You know, crypto, put it put it up, you know, put it in some stocks. I could But you still that. gotta enjoy yourself too. Yeah, though. fast. You, don't get me wrong, like enjoy yourself, but don't one one thing I used to think like make sure you YOLO, you only live once, make sure you live it like your last. Like, yeah, to a certain extent though, like, cause at the end of the day, you got to leave something. You got to leave a legacy behind. You got to leave mm-hmm. something behind for your people. You feel me? Like a lot of people, if they die today, they gonna be having fucking uh, what's that shit called when when they be donating funds and shit like that. Oh, GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe's and you know fish fries and selling t-shirts and shit like that. You feel me? Just that to, should be weird too, bro. Especially yeah. niggas that was in the street selling dope, then they got to exactly. GoFundMe. You feel me? And, and yeah, you getting money and you doing this and this and that and the other, but what you doing with your money? You mm-hmm. feel me? You don't matter how you getting it. I don't care how they getting money. You feel me? Like, what is you doing with it? You feel me? Tricking you, off. And, and, and that, that's where the social pressure come in because a lot of motherfuckers don't make, don't get money for, on, except for one only reason. The only reason why these niggas getting money is so they can show that shit off so they can get down. Get a bitch. Fuck with some hoes and impress another nigga or try to try to impress the ops or some shit like that. You feel me? Like yeah. that's the only reason why niggas niggas be in goddamn dick swing contests with each other, man. Like I, 
for what, man? Like, at the end of the day, just eat, make sure your family's straight. And I don't got no problem with niggas who, you know, pop pop their shit. Like, pop your shit, young nigga. Like, I'm proud of you. You feel me? Like, spin your bread how you want to spin your bread. I ain't never going to tell nobody that. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. that's just one thing about me. I ain't going to be like, bro, you shouldn't have bought that. You shouldn't spend your bread. Like, if you can afford it and that's what you wanted to do, do yeah, it. Yeah, go at it. But that's just not the type of shit that I'm on no more. You feel me? I want to make sure that my, my son and it... And any other kids that I may have uh, in the future, you know, are going to be set and, and and good and well taken care of. And they, they're going to have opportunities that I didn't have. You feel me? Like, and I had a lot of opportunities coming out of high school just because the way that I was raised. You feel me? My parents made sure they raised, a, you know, a, a man who can protect and provide and that is not going to accept no. You feel me? Yeah. Not gonna do except media mediocrity. You feel me? Like bruh, I was raised bruh. by that's something else I talk about all the time. Like what I the uh what I told you at the beginning of the pod about people being like, Yeah, man, he grew up in a two parent household. It's like, what's wrong with that, bro? Yeah. Um, I mean <laughs> that actually make I'm, you better. Like, I'm why great, would that be a knock? I'm very grateful for my parents. My parents are uh highly involved with everything, highly supportive of everything I do. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. Like, even with the music, you feel me? Like, my parents made sure my I, my mama would pull up to the house, and I might be sitting on the porch. She might not even know that I'm there, and I hear her playing my songs. On, you feel me? Like, yeah. Uh, like, it's just you like seen she, Kanye documentary? Yeah. 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 yeah Kanye so you got a mama like that? Yeah. like my That mama, nigga mama cool as hell. Yeah, my mama always spoke, you know, aspirations into me and spoke highly of me and always told me I would be great. You feel me? My mama mm-hmm. always did that for me. So, you know, I'm very grateful. My dad, he was, you know, he ain't, he just really taught me like, you know, treat everybody the same. You feel me? It, it don't matter. It don't matter it, if this person got a million dollars and this person got 10, like treat everybody the same. And that's, that's pretty much, you know, how I was raised. Like, you know, I, you know, I done made some mistakes in my life, and it definitely ain't cause of the way that I was raised. Cause my parents made sure that, you know, I was gonna be respectful to people, and I was gonna handle business. You feel mm-hmm. me? So, um, you know, I'm grateful to come out of two parent household. I don't know where I would be today if, um, you know, if I had, if I, if I didn't have both of them. So. Yeah, so I guess yeah. all the people saying that y'all just heard it from him. That shit don't matter. Yeah, that shit don't matter, bro. <laughs> he like, appreciate that shit, like as you supposed to, though. Yeah, bro. Like for real, cause, bro, that shit don't make that shit don't mean nothing. Like just cause, like that shit. Just I know, I know a nigga that come from a two parent household that cut your head off. You feel yeah, me? like it, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's like shit, bro. Like. That shit don't mean nothing. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I just remember something, bro. I'm in the studio the other day with Quad. And, uh, this nigga Marlon. Uh, <laughs> and just out of nowhere, ain't nobody saying nothing. <laughs> you know who Marl is? He used to go by uh, Maybach Marl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, out of nowhere, he talking about, Jukebug gonna walk you down. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, said, sir. bro, where did that come from? He yes, said, sir. bro, I like that nigga, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 bro, that nigga was reciting 
all your all your lines that got Junebug in it. Nigga, yeah. we was in there screaming, laughing, yes, bro. Sir. I said, it's funny you say that because I, I asked him about that in the interview before. He said, nigga, I know I seen it. That's why I started saying it because yeah. it was funny. Junebug, man. Shout out to Junebug, man. I love you, nigga. Oh, yeah, he asked me, too. He said, is Junebug a real person? I said, yeah, bro, I seen him before. <laughs> I seen Shane in Garden City one night, and he was with him. He said, damn, bro, I didn't think that was a real person. Yeah, man. <laughs> Junebug, that's my guardian angel right now, man. Yeah. Um, I got two things to ask you about before we get off, though. What's up? First one, I seen you talking about on Twitter. Who you got, man? You got Dirk or you got Youngboy? I'm torn, man. I, I seen you said that. You got to pick now, though. You on the spot now. Nah. ain't that type of nigga. Like, I ain't picking on side. Like, you I, mad they beefing? Like, yeah, man. I'm mad they beefing. But, like, I'm, I I don't like nobody beefing. You feel me? Like, yeah. that shit done. Like, get money together and stay out each other's way. Like, mm-hmm. you ain't got to. I feel like that situation is going to get. You feel me? It's, 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 it's already to the point. A no return, but it's gonna get even worse than what it is right now. Just cause niggas just got too much social pressure. Yeah, you feel me? I I guarantee you, man. If social media went down for a month, Dirk and Young Boy could got down. That would be healthy for us too if that shit went down for a month. Social cause I know media. Dirk tired of seeing he still ain't slid for Vine yeah, yet. I, mean, I know he like, tired of seeing that on, shit. Man, like, and that's a social pressure, but that's. The the reason why people saying that about dirt is because that's what you rap about. Yeah, you feel that's me? true. That's what you rap about. So like, nigga, if you gonna rap about that shit, then they really trolling you because you rapping about that shit. But you, it's it's true. You feel me? Like if you, but it make it worse because little Tim and, and and Rondo trolling too. Yeah, and shit, it is what it is though, bro. Like I don't get other people beef. I don't get other people problems. But like. That's just what I was talking about, like, as far as social pressure. People feel like they got to live up to a certain image or live a certain lifestyle because other people feel like that's what you should be doing. So a nigga might be fucked up, but <clears throat> you ain't going to goddamn sit out here and act like you fucked up. And you ain't going to stay down and, until you come up because you got an image to uphold. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. motherfucker, you, you care about... What motherfuckers say when you be like, nah, I'm a chill today, bro. I'm trying to stack my bread. But you people people care too much about how folks feel or what how folk, what folks say. Like that shit. I never been one of them niggas, bro. I was thinking about that shit last night when I was working in the club and I was in that bitch sober. I don't ever be in a sober. I was in the sober last night though, and I was just thinking like a lot of this shit just don't matter, bro. Like, I seen a nigga, no lie. And this is about to be my second time saying this today. I'm at third time, and neither one of them niggas believe this. Bro, I seen a nigga in the mall buying a fit, bro. He brought a jersey. He brought a throwback jersey. The hat to match. And he brought he brought them damn, them damn gray 11s, right? I seen this nigga in the club with the fit he brought in the mall. And I was like, damn, niggas still take their goddamn 30, 40 year old ass to the mall, buy the fit, go to the club, and still leave with no pussy. Niggas still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, man, you keep doing the same thing, you're gonna keep getting the same results. So, like, like, I ain't never gonna try to, like, convince somebody that they gotta live a certain way. Like, everybody gonna do it 
what's comfortable for them. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like at the end of the day, what I want to do is I want to build generational wealth. I want to make sure that my kids, 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 straight. You feel me? Like, and that and that that's gonna take a whole different approach. You feel me? Like I'm gonna have to do. I'm not gonna be able to do what I'm doing now, and get that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I got to figure out what it's going to take for me to do that. You feel me? And I got to That's understand that it's going to be sacrifices that's going to have to be made. It's going to have to be lifestyle changes that's going to have to be, be made. It's going to have to be smart decisions and sound decisions that's going to have to be made for me to get there. So It's crazy hearing you say that. That's that's the type of speeches niggas give when they about to go vegan. <laughs> nah, man. You know I'm a, I'm pescatarian right now. You feel oh, okay. Me? But yeah, you on that shit, my nigga. Quiet, be on y'all be eating fish, but yeah, be telling man. niggas how bad it is to eat meat. Yeah, it's, it's bad to eat. I ain't gonna say it's, I ain't gonna say it's bad to eat meat. It's just like it's a lot of a lot of things that it, it, you just you just gotta really study the body and like understand the digestive system and shit. Like yeah, that to understand. But it's like even like. With your teeth, you feel me? Like, we don't even got teeth that meat eaters got, so why we eat meat? Some fat people do. Nah, unless they shit got cracked or some shit like that. Bro, some some fat people got sharp teeth, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, too. I don't know, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Bro, they carnivores, bro. They got sharp teeth. I'm, nah, I know what you're saying though. I was just being funny, dog. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so well, we naturally supposed to be eating plants though. But uh, nah, they say our teeth is made for us to be uh, what's it called, hoverboards? Mm-hmm. That's what they say our teeth is made for. Yeah. So like, like you could definitely survive like off of not eating meat, like, <clears throat> and like, you know, like the you know like the pyramid that we was. Uh, talk growing up mm-hmm. like they got the food the, pyramid yeah the food pyramid like we was we was taught that and we was pretty like they pretty much like brainwashed us so now we like oh we gotta eat meat we gotta eat bread. yeah they had they had meat they had dairy mm-hmm. what else all they that had? shit dairy on all there. the shit that we don't eat yeah so and you know like <clears throat> you know McDonald's Sponsor that, uh, sponsor the well, the food period, the food administration mm-hmm. is sponsored by McDonald's or vice versa, something like that. But, anyways, like, I just, I just say that to say, like, you could you see on social media, like, with po- folks like putting McDonald's burgers up, and then like a year, two years later, it still ain't molded or rotted and shit like that. You feel me? So, it's like, it ain't even really about meat. It's just about trying to eat like fresher food and like shit that's I know not what you're genetically saying. modified and shit like that. You feel me? Like, cause even the vegetables and the fruit that you eat, like that shit can be fucked up too. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I definitely need to get on my goddamn health shit though, man, cause this goddamn gut going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I got. Um, I, I be trying to goddamn work out a couple times a week, man. You know, do a little lightweight work. You know. I might run a couple miles. You know, I just try to stay in shape. You feel me? Like, I feel Yeah, like, you still fit, though. You can run goddamn a couple miles. You're good. Yeah, so, you know. And, you know, I do that just so, you know, I can always be able to protect myself, always be able to protect my family, you know. Mm-hmm. Go to the gun range and, you know, 
just tighten up your shot group. You feel me? Just like little shit. Just the goddamn. Just make sure that you can be a protector. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. you gotta make sure that you you healthy in all aspects, man. Stop worrying about bullshit. Stop worrying about what folks say about you. What folks think. How folks feel about you. Like stand on business. Yeah, man. Stand on business, man. And, yeah, and figure out what works for you. Like that's that's just all. Like I don't never judge nobody. If a motherfucker broke and they and that work out for you, like if that works for you, like do what works for you. Like if living with your parents and and depending on other people, if that work out for you, like. <laughs> Nah, don't get that advice. No, I'm saying. That <laughs> Living off work. another nigga, that it, shit, it, that, that shit, shit ain't the move. It, that shit work for you though. You feel me? If that's, yeah. Because everything that it you, don't need to be working though. Everything that everything what you don't understand is everything that you do is gonna have consequences, whether mm-hmm. they're good or bad. So, like, if that's what you want, if that's what you want to do, and you able to handle the consequences that come with that, then do what you do it. Like, but I just hate when people put themselves in a certain position and then they complain and like they ain't do it to themselves. You feel me? Like, like say for instance, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I ain't gonna need to speak on that. <laughs> nah, man, you good. <laughs> <laughs> just got there. Stop. Just stop doing bitch ass shit. Oh, I know where this nigga going. Anyway, just moving stop, forward, just man. Just stop doing bitch ass <laughs> shit, and then ain't nothing. You feel me? Like you ain't got shit to worry about. Shit, you feel me? Like stop making bad decisions. Stop doing shit, and then expecting nothing. You know, no consequences. Yeah, you good. You know, I was gonna edit it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm Fat Joe. I'm keeping the peace, bro. Right. You think I'm playing? I'm keeping the peace. But yeah, man. Um. I don't know, man. This nigga Shane, man. We might not can't believe him, man. He talking about he don't be caring what these hoes talking about, but I see a gray hair out there. Nah, man. My nigga born. Shane getting gray. I this shit, man. I, I was born. Nah, you ain't had a gray last time we did an interview. Man, come on, man. You, you want to you call my barber? <laughs> you want to call my barber? Nah. I call my barber right now. Nah. That nigga's dead. They stressing you out, bro. They stressing my nigga out, man. He no, got the grades. I don't be stressed, man. I, <laughs> I'm really living a stress-free life. You know, like, I try to make everybody in my life happy. Like, you know, if if someone needs something, you know, I I give it to them. You feel me? Like, if someone, mm-hmm. if someone need help, someone need advice, someone need some money, I give it to them, like. I'm not stingy at all. You feel me? But yeah. See, you is changing, man. You thinking about shit for you yeah, saying, man. Now. Yeah, man. This nigga done changed, bro. <laughs> when it was we did the first interview, that was what? Was that two years ago? Mm. I think it was like a year and a half ago. Oh, nah. The one you did with me in Maine, you was in your bag on that one. See, yeah. you changed since yeah, then. Yeah, man. You know, I'm chilling. Yeah. Man. Like, I ain't even, like, I, I, I changed a lot from last year. And, and last year really, it really showed me, like, it showed me a lot of shit. You feel me? About myself. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you keep every time you make a dumb decision, every time you do something dumb, every time you do something stupid, you're gonna have to face consequences for it. You feel me? So 
and and really I had to stop taking everything personal. You feel me? Like I had to I had to really realize like people are gonna be who they are. Like you can't control how people how people act, how people react to shit that you do. You can't control shit. Like people are who they are. People are always gonna be who they gonna be. So like, don't take shit personal. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like. Don't take that shit personal. Just keep leveling up. Keep doing your thing. Like, cause a lot of shit, a lot of the shit that we invest our, a lot of the shit we invest our money in, invest our time in, don't give back good returns. You feel me? Like, everything you do should be an investment, pretty much. Everything you do should be beneficial to somebody. Mm hmm. You feel me? See, this was a positive-ass podcast. I like this. Yeah, man. That nigga done changed. This nigga done matured. Got the company, man. Yeah, man. See, I'm, man. I'm Y'all can see the growth. Book, man, I'm probably going to write a book. You know, like, just... You going to call the book These Hoes for Everybody, too? <laughs> I'm going to replace the the H with a different word, man. I'm, I'm gonna Women? Nah, it's going to still be a... H, it might be these houses are for everybody or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the growth, bro. This nigga changing for real. These the nigga houses. said these houses. Yeah. But man. it's still going to be by hoes. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. You could have a different hoe in a different house, man. <laughs> Shit, man. Changing the acronym. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Appreciate you coming on here doing this, dog. Yeah, man. For sure, man. For sure, man. And that's all we got for this episode. We out, man. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all go back and uh, watch the old ones, too, so y'all can see how much he changed. <laughs>